Okay. <clears throat> well, I think uh, I'll pray in a second, but I'm very excited because I, I feel a spirit of faith rising that I haven't felt in a very, very long time. And we, uh, <laughs> if you understand the pattern, you make a decree by faith and everything goes the opposite. Beginning of the year, like, I feel we're gonna see a manifestation of God's power and then everyone got COVID. <clears throat> and decree a thing and it shall not be established, some would think. But, but what happens is that when you make a stand, sometimes it goes the opposite. And the, and the enemy just sort of, remember Jesus was tempted or approached by the enemy before the angels ministered to him. And it seems like just before promotion is the enemy gets a bit of a, bit of a go first. Uh, you know, this is an interesting book. Um, some of you might find it hard to navigate. I found it hard to navigate. The book of Job, that's a good one. If, <clears throat> if you suffer with depression, maybe put that one on the shelf for the moment. So, but you, but it's, an, it's an amazing supernatural book. It's probably the oldest book in the Bible. Um, and, and so uh, we, we, we did that. But I, I feel spirit of faith really, really exciting. Um, during, we got a praise report from one of the uh, uh, um, healing rooms where someone requested prayer on behalf of another and the other, per the other person was, was going through open heart surgery and I think there was some risk involved, well, like there would be with open heart surgery. And we found out that they had open heart surgery on a Monday and they were walking around by Tuesday. Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> so we're seeing some really cool things like that but a lot more than that and um, <clears throat> But as a spirit of faith, and uh, it's it's good. I'm 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 happy. <laughs> I am, because to him who believes all things are possible. <clears throat> and it says, and I, I love the prophetic. Do not despise prophecy, test all things. But we're not called to live by the prophetic. The the, the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I think uh, um, corporately, field of dreams, we're being we're being invited into and baptized into the faith miraculous swimming pool. We're to see the power of God. So we get up there and say, yes, this power of God, this, we're gonna see the power of God. And next, <coughs> you know, sort of like glory, you know. And it's called warfare, it's called warfare. And we owned it, you know. <laughs> so <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I thank you. This is the day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We just thank you. We're in just such a historic time. Lord, I just thank you that, <clears throat> um, uh, 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 this will, this will, word will go out and it'll bring a spirit of witness and an opening of eyes. And I just thank you for such an amazing season. We thank you that you are so good and we just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I love the worship. Who loved the worship? That was amazing. Great worship. Praise God. Okay. Um, just a, uh, when I was 18, um, you know, um, when they horse and cart and, telegrams and street lamps with oil in it, whale's oil, okay, <clears throat> is that uh, I remember I was, um, a call of God was trying to get a hold of me and I was really doing my best to run away from it. And so because this call of God was getting a hold of me, I'm not kidding, I encountered the glory of God as an 18 year old. And then three days later, in response to that calling, I ended up applying for and getting a job at the Adelaide Casino. Okay. So anyway, 
<laughs> I'm glad the Lord's patient. Uh, he is, he is. And anyway, so I'm working, I don't know what it's called now, it used to be called the Pullman Restaurant. And we're talking, man, that was busy. It was the busiest restaurant in Adelaide. So it was the first year it was open. Anyway, I remember, I remember going, um, all of a sudden I started thinking about life and engaging with life, just thinking about it. And I'm, I remember I was in the kitchen and uh, I, remember, I remember just going, well, you're born, you have your childhood, you sort of try and work yourself out, you go to school, <clears throat> you make friends, you have a bit of fun, um, then you do uni, or uh, find your, uh, you do your, your uni, maybe do some travel, uh, meet your life partner, establish your career, pay off your house, retire, and then die. This is me as an 18 year old. And it really didn't help the state of relative depression I was in at the time. But I remember just going like, it, it re- like this. And at that moment, because I thought, is this what it's about? I really like just sort of like, and then what, this is in the Adelaide Casino, right? The glory of God hit me. To the point I had to run out of the kitchen and lock myself in the bathroom because I was just overwhelmed. And the Lord was saying, no, it's not, Todd. That's not what life is about. It's, it's so much better than that. It's not about that. And I'm sort of like, <clears throat> and I feel that something that, 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 that I will want, want to drill down on a passage of scripture that the Holy Spirit's highlighted to me in this last week. But what I want to do is I want to start off with a little bit of, because there's a lot of, we, we just, so many new faces and so many people watching online. <clears throat> and I just wanna do a, just reestablish the foundations. And this is, this is not some cute prophetic information or teaching. It's actually indispensable. It's indispensable. And so we need, we, we need to, we need a, with all you're getting, get understanding, wisdom is the principal thing. If you don't have wisdom, you don't know what to pray for. If you don't ha- no, have wisdom, you don't know what to aim for. If you don't have wisdom, you don't know what to live for. And so um, uh, this is pretty much outlining wisdom in the spirit world according to the, the, the seer realm. Um, Psalm 139, if we can put it up, please. <clears throat> Absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, the psalmist is saying to the Lord, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there was none of them. So everything about everyone's life is already written. Mind-blowing. How many angels does it take to administrate all the books in the universe? I mean, come on. I know people have had encounters with the Lord and like, like seriously, and the, some, some people have seen it as a book and manifest differently because the, the, the spiritual world is a shape-shifting dimension. Jesus appears as a lamb that was slain. He appears, uh, a, 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 you know, hair waters, eyes are flame of fire, standing amidst the, 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 the candlesticks, right? But then you see him on a white horse. And you know, like, like it's just the way it is. And so I know someone like they were, they were just taking through their life and, and, it, was a, and it, was, it was record of their life. And there were some scenes, like well, things they did in the Lord. And there's a lot of blank pages, and there's like doing, almost like doing this. I don't think they were doing it with a finger. I think it was just moving. They said, Lord, why are there so many blank pages? And the Lord said, well, the blood of Jesus had to take care of those ones, didn't they? 
And so what's amazing is everything you're called to be and everything is planned for you is already written down. That's actually amazing. That's amazing. And so we don't want to take that for granted. Um, everyone, every individual has a book, a scroll. Everyone. Um, every family has a scroll. So it says Psalm 68, 6, he puts the solitary in families. I remember like I, uh, uh, um, someone else discipled me my first two years. It wasn't my family because my family really didn't know anything in the spirit at all. And I used to have a bit of a lament. How come this couldn't have been my family? You know, like I, and, 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 and most, not all, but most people have at some stage lamented of the family they've been put in. The Lord goes, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. So there's actually books about families. And God uses families. He uses two sets of brothers to change the world. Peter, Andrew, James and John. Okay, bloodlines. One's across and one's down. That looks like a cross to me. Um, churches have books and scrolls. The amount of times we hear about people f- have felt to move here, we're like, we've had, like we really haven't asked them or, or, or it's self-evident because the sons have got to led by the Spirit of God. And, 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 you know, like, and you've heard me say this before. If you are called here, it's the safest place you could be. But if you're not, you better find out where you're called to be. Um, we, we're not into sort of like, we've got to gather everyone. Oh, we're, not that, we're not that guys. The safest place you'll ever be is on God's book. <laughs> That's a releasing statement. And so, so churches have, have, have books and scrolls. When you, if people, the, amount, I, I, the amount of times I've heard people called to join us here and they put it off for years and it changed their destiny trajectory. Was it worth it? They would say no. God's bigger and better and greater. Right, And he can work all things together for good for those who love him and according to his purpose. But churches have scrolls. Cities have scrolls. I tried to leave here a number of times. I did. I, did. I found it low energy, small thinking. And you guys are amazing and you're impacting that. What, what? Adelaide, yes, sorry, that's what I meant. So, so I thought I said city. I thought I said, okay, okay, okay. All right, hang on, right now, you're gonna see me pray for myself and I have so much faith, I'm gonna push myself over. All right, that's better. Helmet of salvation. (laughs) Okay, oh, I've got a sore neck now. Can someone pray for that? All right, has anyone ever had that? They go into the prayer line? Lower their center of gravity like a Buddha. No courtesy drops around here, friends. All right. <clears throat> All right. So I tried to leave here a few times. The Lord says, yeah, we, got, we, got, we got cats now. And, we, and, I've, and I've had cats before and they catch something and, the, and something just, and they go, they're just like this and they go. Cat and release. Seriously. And, and a few times I'm sort of like, oh, I'm gonna go, yeah, like this. And the Lord's sort of like, oh, no, 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 no. And just like, and, and And so, so cities have scrolls. And, I, and, and, and the Lord spoke to me in an county, says, I've placed you here, because Adelaide has a book, and this church is very, very key part of that book. Uh, and obviously the, the same would be for states and nations as well. And generally speaking, 
we go from the micro to the macro. Don't worry about fixing everyone up, getting this sorted out, is that we've got to make sure we're in our book. Okay, very, very important. And, and so I want to go, uh, uh, the, the next verse is, is this, Hebrews 10. What about books? It's seer language. And then I said, behold, I have come, this is Jesus, in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. The books are God's will. It's not some sort of like, you know, cutesy, psychedelic tapestry that's just sort of like, oh, artsy, far. No, we're talking, we're talking, it is the will of God. This is a big deal. I'll tell you why. And this is the one that, 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 that a lot of cessationists love, but I'm not a cessationist. Um, it, it, they don't like the supernatural gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of revival. But it says, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these things in your name? Cast out demons, etc." And he says, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, only those, uh, uh, it talks about only those who do the will of my Father. I tell you what, friends, I love the generic. The generic is training wells to come into the specific. But we have to be obsessed with doing the will of the Father for our lives. It's not an optional extra. Can someone say amen? And scrolls and books are merely seer language for the will of God. And he's got it all worked out. Now it says, I haven't put it up here, um, but it says in Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Everything you're called to do has already been pre-prepared. Oh, come on. It's amazing. And and if (coughs) if you get that natural Western logical mind, it doesn't make sense. What if other people haven't done their bit? What about those works? How does it throw it out? Do you know what? I, I, I'm not omniscient. I'm not even going to try and get my head around that because it'll sound like a, a low-level <clears throat> second-year Bible college student argument. And we argue philosophically around, 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 around the table and we go out and we're not changed. There's a time for questioning and faith, but when you speculate in the abstract constantly and you don't actually commit to personal transformation, it's, in, it's, it's vanity. So, so <laughs> is it God's written down everything you're meant to do and he's pre-prepared it. He's pre-prepared it. And he's greater than anything the devil can throw. And so uh, I believe that whenever you have an encounter of, of a corrective nature, it's to bring you in line with your scroll or your book. And I believe that whenever someone prophesies, this is why you've got to test. You've got to test things. <clears throat> Some people are very, very, they're sensitive. And they can give you a word and they sort of read your mail. And that's good, that's good, but it might be like, cool, it might be just to lift your faith. But then there are prophetic words that actually it comes off your scroll and is connected to original design. So it doesn't mean the first one's necessarily false. We just need to know to weigh and test and the design of the prophetic. It says, it says do not despise prophecy, test all things. So, so that's why the, the scrolls are so powerful because... Uh, because, because everything prophetic which we need actually is related to our scrolls. It's really, really amazing. Uh, point number three, uh, Psalm 40, verses seven to eight. And this is where we make life easy for ourselves. Then I said, behold, and I, uh, behold, I, I have come in the scroll of the book. Is it books or scrolls? No, it's a scroll of the book. Okay. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me, 
I d- delight to do your will, O God, and your word is within my heart. So we can choose to delight in the will of God. We can delight to do the will, to, 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 in God's will. You go, Lord, I trust you. What you have for me is way greater than I can come up with myself. And, 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 <laughs> and so, so in regards to the books, it's not a peripheral issue. The will of God is central. Now, can people do the will of God without knowing about books and scrolls? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But what happens if you can give something language and bring it into focus, you can expedite it, you can make it quicker. That's the power of language. So I'm not saying if people don't know, I've never heard of books or scrolls, doesn't mean they're not doing the will of God. And everyone will stand before the Lord and give an account for their life anyway. So we're just, uh, uh, we're responsible too, but not for everyone. Big, dif- big difference. Okay, let's go to Psalm 37.4. So we're rebuilding a foundation here. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you, we're gonna hold there, the desires of your heart. What's the first thing? Is delighting in Him. Delighting in Him. Putting out your delight in Him. I mean, really, it looks like something. It looks like investment. And if you invest long enough, then the fields start to, the fields start to change. Things start to happen. So first, delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Next one. Commit your way to Him. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. So scrolls, when you're in them, should produce a level of rest, okay? Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Never compare yourself to anyone else. Your scroll is never whether you're one, two or five talents. It's actually, we, we, got, we get, get grace given to us in relationship to, to what we're called to do. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man, excuse me. There we go. Ping. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. So we're called to say, Lord, I delight to do your will, O God. I will delight in you and you'll give me the desires of my heart. And it says, and then I can find rest. But outside of that, it, what, it's almost like, that's almost a polemic where it creates two opposites at the beginning and then. And what outside of that, we can start to fret. There's something about knowing you're on scroll. And that's what, that's what this, the, the, the passage of scripture I want to, to focus on is because knowing you're on scroll creates a sense of rest, shalom, and peace. And it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit like, um, it's a paradox, almost says be diligent to enter the rest. So there might be a place where for a season, heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force, fasting, praying, uh, meditating ab- ab- way above and beyond devotional time, etc. <clears throat> But when we're, when we're not on scroll or we procrastinate it or we're not sure, we fret. There's anxiety. It's just the way it is. I'm just the messenger. This is what the Lord says. So if we think that we know better than the Lord, 
what happens is he says, no, 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 no. I have pre-prepared works for you to work in. Now, last week, I felt compelled to, to go home between the services and I studied um, Genesis 32. And it was, about, it was about Jacob and the meeting of the angelic armies. And we talked about that Tuesday night. Talk about the dance between two armies, heavenly and earthly. But he wanted me to, to really absorb the whole passage of scripture. Who loves Genesis 32, the whole uh, narrative? It's very, very powerful. And so what happens is that uh, Jacob, um, he was not the firstborn, Esau was. And Esau despised his birthright because he sold out for, for a carnal appetite. Jacob was second, and in collaboration with his mother, is that Jacob literally deceived one of the patriarchs. It's no small feat. I mean, he's seriously like that. That's that whole scheme. His father was nearly blind, and he, he put hairy goat skins on his skin. Like, we're talking that. What a, that was elaborate. <laughs> is that you, Esau? Is that you, my firstborn son, whom I'm about to bless? Yes, it really is, Dad. It's, it's Esau. <laughs> and it says Esau was a, he was an outdoors man. He was a hairy man. Gosh, the Bible's so gracious, isn't it, in its descriptions? Can you imagine what would the Bible record be of you? Hairy. And so, so what happened, he literally deceived his father and his brother out of something very sacred. But in God's economy, Esau probably would have messed up the whole bloodline. He despised it and he loved, God loved Jacob because of the inheritance, the, the, the blessing. Now, you know what? I think that we get, we, too much analysis brings paralysis. What's my motivation? Oh, I should have pure motivation for my presence. No, no, no. Start off with felt need. Start off with selfish felt need. Start off with it. Don't, don't stay there. I, Jacob didn't have a perfect heart. He just like, oh, I've seen the, the double portion, the blessing. And then God, had, God worked on him. Don't worry. Is my motivation pure? You know what? If it's not, God will tell you. <laughs> but he didn't start off with pure motivation because he was a deceiver. He was a supplanter. So then what happens, he gets the double portion and you should see what it says. Is Esau rocks up a short time later and he says, Father, I'm ready for my blessing. He says, I've given it to your brother. <laughs> and he says, can you, just, can you bless me too? And he says, I can't. I can't. It was not sort of like, okay, I just annul this, you know. You know, all of a sudden, phew, there we just changed everything. Time was, phew, 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 yeah. No, I've already given the blessing. And he bowled his eyes out. And Isaac was like, what have I done? So Esau was quite upset. So Jacob, what he did, it's, it's really weird because he, he was a schemer and yet God loved him. When we think we, we have morality down in the Bible, when we think we have it down, we, 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 we really, we need to know the Holy Spirit more, don't we? The plague breaks out and uh, 
oh my gosh, what's the name? The, the, the javelin boy, the priest. The, um, he, he, he ran them through with the javelin when the, when the plague broke out because of the immorality. Phineas. What happens is he's like doing the full, sort of like this has brought uh, disgrace and shame on God's people and he starts running people through with a javelin. And God commends him as a memorial for multiple generations. We, you, you, you know what that tells me? And I'm, please don't read it. We are in the new covenant, by the way. Okay, let's before any of you start getting weird ideas. Right? Okay. But he said, is it, is it when you are consumed with the love of God and honour for his name, that's the primary thing. And so, so, so Jacob had acquired this through deceit. And then what happened was, um, uh, yeah, so, so then Jacob starts working for his uncle, Laban, so Rebecca's brother. And he got, he, got, he got deceived himself, he got ripped off. Now, I still don't quite work out the whole sort of, I wanna marry Rachel, but I end up with Leah. I mean, how much had he had to drink that night, you know? <laughs> You know, that, that, that iniquity of blindness came down on him from his dad, you know? Who knows? I don't know. So can you imagine that serious life? Ah! Hey, whoa, you know? Serious. I thought I'd put a down payment on a Lamborghini and I'd get a flipping Morris Minor. What the heck? <clears throat> so it all cuts both ways. It's all perception. <clears throat> okay. You know, and then, so then he had to work now years for, for the second one, right? Rachel. And, like, and, and then what happened is that he did everything right. God blessed him. And then when he do, went to leave the right way, Jacob, uh, Laban pursued him. I wanna say this very clearly. Laban had a lot of demons, okay? He was cruel, he was manipulative. He was, he was deceiver himself. So Jacob got out deceived. So Jacob, uh, <clears throat> Laban pursued Jacob and God intervened. I believe Either Jacob was off scroll or he majorly was behind schedule. And what happens is that some people go, go, I think I might be behind. I'm not even sure if I'm on scroll. Do you know what? God's so gracious. He sent a dream to Laban. And the dream was basically, do not touch Jacob. He belongs to me. Do not harm him. Do you know that even when you're in a bad place, God's so amazing he still says, don't touch my anointed. What if you've got partial obedience or procrastination or outright rebellion? You're still God's anointed. If God can say that of Saul, don't just think that stuff leaves you. The callings and the, and the, the, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, they're irrevocable. So, so if you think, oh, I'm not sure if I'm really cooking with gas here, God will still fight on your behalf. Who thinks God's amazingly patient and merciful? Come on. It's so good. You know, people don't get inspired by lives that get everything right because no one has. And I did this and I did this and I had this encounter and this and this and this and this and this. Twelfth generation, spirit-filled prophet, you know, multi-multi. You know what I mean? Like people go, good for you. Good for you, but how's it gonna affect me? So Jacob had incredible scroll and inheritance and he went down the wrong path. So then what happens is then 
in the whole, <laughs> he, he's, over, he's, he's overcome Laban well, God fought on his behalf, met with the angels, and now Jacob is probably coming at the defining moment of his life uh, in regards to scroll. But, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, scrolls are a big deal. Don't, don't treat this as a frivolous peripheral issue. I've been off scroll and it wasn't worth it. I never forget, I, I, I won't put this up. Um, it says uh, tw- uh, Proverbs 28, 14, happy is the man who's always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. I got that in my, teen, in my 20s, sorry. I hardened my heart. Do you know what? I never thought I'll never serve God. Do you know what I thought? I thought, no, nah, I don't wanna do it now. I don't wanna do it. And in my head, as I'm just trying to, I had an airbrush idea there will be revival one day and I will then jump on that bandwagon. So my attitude was, I'm gonna be with that number, but I won't do, do heavy lifting, okay? That's how, that, that was my subconscious narrative. It's sort of, I believe in the Lord, right? But I hardened my heart one day. I put it off and then, God loved me so much, He allowed waves of crises to wash over me. <laughs> waves of crises. I love you, Todd. <sighs> You're my chosen vessel. <sighs> I have a book for you. <sighs> <laughs> In the natural, demons. <sighs> you know, I'm praising the Lord with a black eye and missing teeth, serious. I remember at uh, 27, I nearly joined the 27 Club. I'd be talking to someone and I would be mid-conversation, it's like someone put a knife in my chest. How often did that happen? Up to twice a day for months. Still didn't repent. I'd be chatting to someone going, anyway, I remember down at Jetty Road, you know, I just finished a, a shift because I was running a restaurant down there. And I remember all of a sudden, sort of like, <laughs> and it's sort of like, I'm almost dropping on that. You okay? Yeah, yeah. What happens when you're in trouble? People want a, a, a full description of what's happening. Shut up. You know, and then it will just start to lift. And it's like, okay, a knife was just in my chest. All right, let's have a beer. Okay, so, <clears throat> hardened heart. The heart of man is deceptively wicked above all things who can know it. So God loved me so much, he allowed crises. Uh, <laughs> then I came to a level in my calling where God blessed me in business and I was making good money. I was traveling the, traveling the world, had my own business. And then I had a, a rental house in Beaumont. And the call of God came to me to join what we, we would consider the fivefold ministry. And, uh, and I didn't want it. And so... Basically, it came, and, and, and the, we were living in a nice end of town, and I was basically, <laughs> they, they, I was approached, uh, sorry, the, the landlord said, we're really happy with you guys, you keep the place clean, you pay on time, uh, it's, it's just like a rubber stamp, we're going to sign off on it uh, next week, rubber stamp, we're going to extend it by 12 months, really happy, and we went, yay, because I was sharing with two other guys, and um, so what happened was, so that was pending, I'm like, good. You know, it's good to know where you're gonna live. That's a good thing. 
And so uh, then I was approached by a senior pastor of the church I was attending. He said, look, I want to offer you. He said, he said, I feel an urgency. I want you to be youth pastor and worship director. And I'm like, is that all? No. And seriously, seriously. And I'm like, I don't want it. But I prayed. I prayed. And I said, Lord, I ask that you speak to me about this ministry stuff. You know I love what I do now, but I pray for this ministry. Uh, is this what you want me to do, Lord? Speak to me, show me, give me a sign. And then the next day, the landlord rings and says, sorry, I've had a change of heart. We have to kick you out of the house in a week. So then I went back to the Lord. Lord, show me a sign, any sign. Just, just confirm it, please. Anything, circumstances. Anyway, <clears throat> I was behind and off scroll the whole box and dice. And, and this stuff is that God... It's not about the crises, it's about getting on scroll. So here's, the, here's now the, 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 the landing of the plane dynamics because I'll tell you what right now is that we're going to go to, some of you might have done pre-poll votes, whatever, but the, the state will decide, if they haven't already, who's gonna be in government. Uh, next Saturday and because of the postal and pre-polling uh, we might not know for a, a week or two who knows and we need to know that we have to be on scroll and so does Adelaide can someone say amen <clears throat> we have to understand that now what I want to share now is, is indispensable this is probably the most I would say it's almost fail safe Honestly, fail safe because of the consistent results and the amount of times it's in the Bible. And that is the course of heaven. People go, when they start seeing us teach the course of heaven, they go like this, they go, they go, hang on, can I, no, 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 no. It is for special occasions. It is to break generational iniquity that's persisting. It's when people are off scroll, all sorts of things, but it is, it is foolproof. Now remember, what happens is Jacob was about to meet his brother and he was terrified. He was terrified. Is that Esau was probably, probably the six foot six hairy AFL Ruckman and Jacob was probably the malnourished accountant. And he was about to, Esau probably could have pulled him apart like a barbecue chicken, let alone all of his trained men. And he was terrified and he was in crisis. Basically, he was facing a death sentence, okay? And what he did is the most powerful spiritual law I've seen is you find out what God has said about you, your scroll and his words and covenant and he prayed him back to the Lord. The most powerful prayers is when you take what God has said and pray it back to him. But as part of it is reminding ourselves and, and reminding that we are not our own. We've been bought with a price. The minute you think you're not your own, I mean, the, thing, the minute you think you are, what happens is you open up to threatening anxiety, psychosomatic, all that sort of stuff. And the Lord says, I want you on scroll. And so he prayed. So if we can put this up, this is actually very important. Okay. In Genesis 32, he says, deliver me, I pray. Is that the first bit? Hang on, just hold it there. Uh, 
oh no, 32.9, it starts at 32.9. Yeah, but thank you. <clears throat> then Jacob said, I've got my father, Abraham and God of my father, Isaac, the Lord who said to me, so Abraham and Isaac, he's invoking covenant. And then what God said to him, to Jacob, you pray, when the chips are down, when, 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 uh, 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 when the chips hit the fan, okay? <laughs> then Jacob said, he, he prayed the word of God. He prayed God's promises. The minute you're consumed with His will and not your feels, you get faith. And when you walk in His ways that please Him, the feels that you get returning to you are better than the ones you can generate from your own stuff. That'll preach. Then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, return to your country. So now he's returning to his country and look what's happening. We're gonna see the power of God this year. Achoo, okay. And to your family, and I will deal well with you. He's quoting God's word to him. His promise, next 11, please, I think. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother, and the, and the mother with the children. For you said, man, I'll tell you what, in this season, God's saying, get your scrolls out. Get the word out and present it before the Lord, like, like the king of king of Judah did against when Sennacherib was put under siege, king of Israel, I think. Laid it before the Lord, and he goes, "Lord, you said I will surely treat you well, and make your descendants." He, he was he had imminent death, and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. This is, God's been speaking to me about this and Daniel's prayer when they pray, he prayed the end of captivity from Babylon. We're talking, this moves God's hand. It says, come, let us reason together. Present your case. It says, it says now that I've prepared my case, I'll know I'll be vindicated. And so we're in a time in history, God is saying, I want you, I'm bringing a refreshing on this specifically around this passage of scripture. And I've learned to do this. I didn't do the courts of heaven much at all, to be honest. But I'll tell you what, you know, we have an amazing ministry team. We really do. I celebrate them where they're empowered, they're anointed. And we sometimes, many times we do courts of heaven once and we get results. We get results. But you know, with courts, sometimes you're meant to do it again and again and again because I tell you what right now, it is impossible for God to lie. You might be in an impossible situation. You might need the, the crooked ways made straight. <laughs> you might, that's what you might need. And God goes, easy, but I think you forgot why you're on the earth. Let me help you. <sighs> I delight to do your will, O oh God. I delight to do your will, O oh God. I tested the Lord and it hurt like hell. You can quote me. Put it in one of the little quote things. <laughs> I want flames. <laughs> Make sure the flames sort of burn under one of the letters. 
Maybe under the U or something. No, okay, so W. So, um, okay. So it prayed the word of God. And, and, and we keep doing, this is what God's on at the moment. Because, man, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I'm not gonna really drill down on this. I'm gonna read it and we're gonna pause when something jumps out. But there's something really, really powerful in this season. Who feels this is speaking to them? Come on, seriously, seriously. Because I'm sort of like, I'm waiting on God all yesterday. Nada, zip, nothing. Bubkus. All right, cool. And, and, and so, because I know we're in a season. We talked about this a little bit Tuesday night. So if we can put the next one up, the last passage of scripture. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him. Not any man, it was the Lord. Very, 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 very spiritual, mystical. The three men visited Abraham down to Sodom and Gomorrah. Then there's a man. Wow. And, and you know, what do you, what do you do when you meet God? You wrestle. <laughs> Grab me a little by the ankle. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Probably the Lord grabbed him like a kookaburra and went, <laughs> and he still held on. I don't know. <laughs> Jacob was left alone and the man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now, when the, he saw that he did not prevail against him, the Lord touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. I mean, that's commitment. All of a sudden, <laughs> I will not let you go till you bless me. It's crazy. You know, I think I said it on Tuesday night, I said it at the interns, all the technology... All the convenience, all the knowledge that we have so easy access to, the society built around ease, adverse to risk, government policies adverse to risk, have made us smaller people. Made us smaller, littler people. And this season, God wants to expand us. You wanna go into the situation where you are consistently in the spirit, the biggest person in the room. And you will never fear. Those who are with you are way more than those who are against you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world. And he said, let me go. This is the Lord. Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said to him, what's your name? He said, Jacob. I mean, that's a rhetorical question. Omniscient God. Uh, I forgot. Um, wrestling guy. What? <laughs> what's your name again? Jacob, oh, that's right, yes, of course. Creation, yep, got it. All right. So, so we said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Deceiver. And he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled, wrestled, laid a hold of God. You've struggled with God and man and have prevailed. You've overcome. This is huge. Next one. And then, uh, actually go back, sorry, I wanna drill down on that very, very quickly. Um, we're just gonna skip on this. God changes his name. You don't, you don't just get sort of like all of a sudden, this is not sort of like, I don't like my name, I'm gonna go to D-Pole because that one sounds nice and goes rhymes with my last name. 
This is, this is literally, it is who you are. God's renamed him. And it says to him who overcomes in the book of Revelation, I'll give him a new name. I'll give him a new name. I feel at the moment we're in a place where God, we're actually in this place. Australia, Field of Dreams is in this place because he wants to give us a new name and our city and our nation a new name. I'm telling you right now. Israel, prince with God. Do you know what that means? That means that God's always sovereign, but now you rule with him. You rule in his stead, prince with God. I mean, that is an upgrade. Deceiver. I mean, we think Jacob, right? But literally in Hebrew culture. Tell him, hey, go, man, no worries. Cool, cool. Name, deceiver, cool. I'll be over here. <laughs> Gonna do business with deceiver, but yeah, I'm just getting a bad feeling. <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> Changes his name. Do you know what? <clears throat> We've got to make the connection between the inside and the outside world is that, is that we overcome in here first. We overcome in here first. This is something very, very real. I, what I'm gonna do, I did, yeah, go, go down, I'm about to finish. I just wanna cut some stuff out and then we're gonna do a bit of stuff. And then more stuff. <clears throat> you know, God wants to show you stuff. All right, wordsmith. Then Jacob asked and saying, tell me your name, I pray. Sounds like the beginning of a chorus. Um, you know what's interesting? Is that this, Samson's parents said the same. What's, what's your name that we may worship, sacrifice to you? And he goes, how come, why is it you wanna know my name? The Lord says to him, why do you wanna know my name seeing that it is wonderful? Which also means beyond understanding. And so, and the Lord didn't tell him his name. That was reserved for his grandfather, Moses. And he said, why is it you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. I think that's the, oh, here we go. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face. It's a big statement. And my life is preserved. It says, don't fear him who can take your life, but fear him who can take your life and throw it into hell. We are... This church is committed to breaking the matrix. This is a matrix breaking words that is just the little toe dipping in. Now this is what I wanna say. I felt the Lord camping on the, <clears throat> on the, uh, the um, courts of heaven, praying his word. I re wait, wait, it says, I delight to, he, he, he goes, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. It says, rest in him, be patient. Then it goes down, it goes, do not fret. Do not fret, little one. Get her on scroll. All right. <laughs> Train and chop. All right. And so, and so what, what he wants us, it's, it's like, you go, I have no idea. We'll just delight in the Lord. Delight in him, worship him. But I tell you, it's not a peripheral issue. It's not a peripheral issue. There's something on that, but I, just, I, I, I wanna finish on this thought and I want us to pray around communion. This is, this, is, this is a thing. I really want this week, please, when I engage with the city and the spirit, I'm just saying, just for whatever that's worth, I just, when I go down North Terrace, God speaks to me about me. It's like a babushka doll. I'm in a bigger scroll. 
When we sometimes engage with something bigger, he reveals stuff about us because it's more blessed to give than receive. Honestly, this week, I feel an urgency or an, around an exhortation for people to really pray over this election this week. We can do it now, and I love you, amen. You go, oh, tick that box. I, I'm not, we're not gonna pray about the election now. This week, I want people to say, Lord, seriously, that the city of firsts, free colony, missional sending, a place of light, revelation, renaissance. Lord, I pray for righteous results in this election, no matter how it looks. I feel this week, Firstly, we're going to go into some of this, this. We're going to go very deep on this gear. I just don't know how much because it's a manifestation word. It's not a teaching word. But this week, who, 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 who honestly believe they can regularly say, bring before the Lord and remind them about Adelaide? Come on. Who, who? Seriously, it needs people to do that. It needs people to do that. I feel for people to, I don't know what it looks like. I've got my own little bias, but that's not the righteousness of the Lord per se. We want angels positioned over all of those polling booths. Can someone say amen? amen. We want the, 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 the candidates representing his interests and in forming government so the government will be on Jesus' shoulders and we can see, it says, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. That's what we wanna see. And so I feel there's something about that. Now, uh, uh, um, yeah, we are gonna pray. But we're not gonna pray for the election now. This is the last thing I'll say, and, and in a second I'll get you to grab your communion. Okay. Christina had <clears throat> um, a vision, and Rachel was doing a lot of research in <laughs> Isaiah. Don't, don't, don't put it there. It's, and this is what it talks about. And I'm not saying this is that. I'm saying this symbolizes something. You know what's crazy? Is that what we talked about yesterday and what we've been talking about, I can't believe that picture's there. How come it's black? How come it's dark? Now, hang on. Before you know, a little bit of political correct weirdness comes in, I'm not insinuating anything natural. Everything's super. Everything is symbolic. I've been doing my fair share today. It actually talks about What's crazy, in Isaiah 34, we talk about ley lines, highways of holiness, but it says in Isaiah 34, which is, which is crazy, it says, in, and I'll give you the, the scripture reference, verse 10, uh, no, verse 11, and it talks about unclean animals shall possess it, also the owl and the raven shall dwell in it, he shall stretch out over it, and the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. Why am I bringing this up? I'll tell you why. I feel Australia coming to the end of the lucky country, she'll be right, national identity. I feel a quorum of believers need to get before the Lord, whether it's the great Southland of the Holy Spirit or the land where Smith Wigglesworth prophesied the greatest move of God, outpouring revival in history before the coming of the Lord. I don't care what that looks like, right? but I believe we have to lay a hold of something to see Australia in the spirit 
get a name change and a nature change. Who feels a witness on that seriously? Seriously. And you go, oh, I don't feel burdened for that. That's fine, but if we don't change things, that will roll back on us in so much as everything we do actually affects what we do. I mean, everything, sorry, profound. (laughs) Everything government does or everything we don't do actually eventually affects us as we've seen. I think there's no number restrictions anymore as my wife laughs at my faux pas for the rest of the day. Of course, iron sharpens iron. Get your communions out. If we can put some pads on, please, we're gonna close. crumbly don't worry you didn't break the Lord's body again sometimes I'm a bit clumsy all right okay this is what we're gonna do I've asked this week I've asked this week for people to engage with the scroll of Adelaide over this election and pray for the, pray for the election, okay? Number of hands went up, seriously, do it often. Because if things go, see, if things don't work out, um, we didn't pray, we've got nothing to complain about. But I'll tell you what, the communion that you have actually represents the price paid for your book. <laughs> your book is very expensive. Your scroll, is very expensive. It took the Lord's broken body and His shed blood to purchase something very special for you. You know, Esau didn't rate it. He didn't rate it. He says he despised his book. He despised his scroll. But Jacob was the opposite. You know what's amazing? In a very short season, Paul and Silas were seemingly off track because they were gonna have a jail sentence. And they praised the Lord and God brought such a dramatic correction. He literally moved heaven and earth. Jacob had such a dramatic correction. Do you know that today the Word of the Lord is no matter how much you think you are off it or missing it, God wants to speak out mercy and grace to bring radical realignment and correction into people's scrolls. Can someone say amen? But we've got to take on board the modus operandi and delight in His will. Because when you're in His will, then you can rebuke the things that try and come against you because you know it's incongruent with actually your obedience as opposed to being confused. Stone of confusion. Remember we said at the beginning of the year, it's confusion. And we're gonna see the power of God manifest. 
You've got your communion, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. You paid the ultimate price for our books, the book of Australia, the book of Adelaide. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you. We just, we cherish the will of God. We thank you, Lord, because it brings glory to your name. It brings glory to your name. And we thank you in this compact season, you want to bring dramatic realignment, dramatic correction for us to be in that place of willingness, obedience, delight and rest. Right now, we thank you for communion. Even though it seems a bit militant today, Lord, we thank you for your will. We say we delight to do your will, oh God. We say yes to the will of God for our lives. We say yes to yielding to the lover of our soul. We say yes to Him who dances over us. We say yes to Him who draws us with cords of love. We say yes to Him who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says yes. Uh, we, we need to say yes to Him whose hand we were in and we, nothing can snatch us out. Fancy being rebellious in God's hand. Silliness. Bless this communion to our body in Jesus' Name. Prayer groups in our church have already been praying for elements of the election and we're seeing amazing answers to prayer. Who, believe, who believes prayer can move the hand of God in this actually major, major season? Absolutely. And once we've actually put it all on the line, we've got a clean conscience and then we can partner. This week, seriously, get into it. And then I hope, who, who, in regards to presenting their books to the Lord to come back into alignment, who found that spoke to them? Come on, really, seriously. Should be dozens and dozens and dozens because this is what He has for us. Praise God. Catch you later. That's the benediction. <laughs>